0: The citizens of Key Biscayne deserve that respect. They deserve the respect of coming to come into Public Airways, which is Blink Radio, for us to sit down here at the table and really discuss how we see the future of Key Biscayne, what are our respective ideas for Key Biscayne. I think that's very important for the citizens to hear, instead of the structured debates that we've been having ad infinitum throughout the island. It's well, an, it...
1: my, uh, I like to lay into that because my... Uh... Personal testimony, having spoken to both of you, is that you both agree that the debate doesn't really afford you all much, either on expressing your personalities, your leadership style, your differences. And, of course, the time constraint keeps you from really elaborating on your ideas that, I believe, in the council roundtable recently, five people were able to express themselves. And unlimited, unconstrained, they chose what to discuss i always my rule is simple you know if it goes to dead air i can't permit that on the radio (laughs) i have to have people speaking sure the radio audience will flip over Mm -hmm. to another station if there's dead air so i tried my best to make sure that everybody was talking all the time so continue
0: so so basically listen i'm here on this radio station i appreciate your invitation i appreciate the opportunity to speak to the citizens of key biscayne i only wish that joe was here so he and i could have a conversation about the election and frankly, the conversation about the future of our community and how his leadership style and my leadership style are different and how we could lead Key Gain into a very bright future. So, Joe, if you're listening, I will make myself available at any time to come back to Blink Radio and have that conversation with you.
1: Uh, there you have it. The formal invitation is there. Joe, please come. We've known each other for many years, and I think the, 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 the groups that support you and the groups that support Falstel Both have to agree that what's fair is fair. What is integrity, what is honesty, and what is visionary is for you guys to talk face-to-face about the issues you have, the differences between you. And uh, my next segue would be, as I've asked a council member, what have you liked the most about this experience and what has been the part that's unpleasant?
0: Sure. Well, I've liked... I will tell you this: this experience has been transformative, and you know you can you can use that word in many ways, but it it truly has been. I spent um, 38 years in Tallahassee, between Tallahassee and Key Biscayne, Tallahassee and Miami, representing some of the largest and some of the smallest interests in the state of Florida, everything from the Florida Bar to Goodwill, and from the March of Dimes to the Florida Hospital Association. So I look at that deep experience. And I thought I knew electoral politics. Little little did I know. Yeah. Little did I know that all
1: politics is local, you really heard it right. loud and clear here yeah. in this case.
0: All politics not only all politics is local, but running for office is completely different than being someone who works in government and in the political field. Unless you are the candidate, you don't understand it. So so I'll tell you some of the Pleasant experiences I have, and I'll tell you, all of them have been pleasant experiences. First of all, I remember going, I go door to door, and I remember knocking on the door of this wonderful elder lady who's lived in the same house since 1957. Uh, It was in the middle of summer. It was during the primary. Her air conditioner was off. She had the windows open in her house. She graciously opened the door to, to my wife and myself. And we had a very pleasant conversation. At the end, she said, no, I'm gonna support you. I think we need a change in Key Biscayne. And the only thing she asked me for was to look at the Key Biscayne municipal budget like if I was looking at my own household budget because she lives on Social Security and a very small pension. And she says, I love Key Biscayne, I love my house, but it's becoming unaffordable to live here. I don't want to leave. And you know something? I looked at that lady in her eyes. I grabbed her hand and said, you have my pledge that if I am elected mayor of Key Biscayne, our budget will be effective to make sure our services are provided excellently. At the same time, we're going to examine the budget line by line to see what issues perhaps are overfunded or what issues we need to invest in. So I promised that to that lady. And I always keep my promises. I think that that was one of the most transformative experiences I had. You know, basically, and you would not think that is Key Biscayne, but I'll tell you something.
1: No, you, well, Go, you don't think they still exist.
0: Right. Go,
1: from the 50s, still living here. Yeah,
0: going door to door, there's a lot of that in Key Biscayne. Yes. There's a lot of people, you know, there's this misconception that all of us are sort of, you know, riding in our golf carts with pink shorts and lacrosse shirts. On,
1: mine's lemon yellow. <laughs>
0: and and all of us are are wealthy i'll tell you something not all of us are wealthy in this community you know therefore but for the grace of god go many of us And
1: think about it they're much more in tune to the vision of lifestyle because they came here in the 50s when there was no appeal but they knew there was something about this place and they came and bought and They they bought a house for 20 grand
0: and they love this place and you know something it is it is unconscionable to me to price somebody like that out of her community.
1: And the state of Florida obviously it, felt that way with hopes that it came. right.
0: It is her community. She's lived here all her life. She wants, frankly, she wants to live here until the day she dies. And I think it is incumbent of all of us who are running for office, whether it's mayor or council, to make sure we take care of our priorities, but at the same time assure that individuals like her can continue living in this community until she wishes to. So that was a very transformative experience. Other transformative experiences, the people of Key Biscayne are wonderful, good people. Let me tell you something. When you're out there on the street waving at passing automobiles, there's a certain level of anonymity. You know, a car goes by at 30, 40 miles an hour, 20 miles an hour. It is a fleeting second or half of a second as you're seeing somebody's face. So there's anonymity in that encounter between you and the I side. There's
1: a lot to be made about the expressions you see. You, right. You can see them overly positive, overly negative, or God forbid the honking or...
0: Yeah, but, but I'll, t- <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you something. The, it has been a very positive experience. It's yes. been a positive experience. Because,
1: it's a really cool tradition that was started by Mortfried.
0: Absolutely. And, and not only that, Manny, but very importantly, even those people that you know are not supporting you, because I, I know some folks that are not supporting me, they, they drive by, they wave... You know, they're polite. I think only a couple of people have not been polite uh, during all the time I've been standing on the street corner. I think that speaks volumes of who we are as a community. We're a decent, good community looking for leadership and looking basically to address the challenges that we have. So that has been a very positive experience. I really, you know, my running for office has been transformative. And I really have enjoyed it. And I consider
1: doing it again <laughs> uh,
0: let us let, let's let's <laughs> finish this election
1: <laughs> okay now uh I don't really want to I'm not really interested in hearing what everybody's uh always asked and what everybody banners about uh you can lay into it if you wish about the amendments, but one thing that I find to be very important and it's not talked about is what kind of list on the priority is the circle at Harbor and Crandon to alleviate all this traffic. What can you do if the amendment were or were not to pass? I'm so so big on this circle for so long now. I'm 10 years talking about a circle. And I saw a circle in the vision plan. And a lot of what we talk about politically has to do with the traffic. Mm -hmm. It's been that since incorporation. A lot of things that were said recently I've seen on the um, social media is that we were driven by development, uh, hold back development and all that. Okay, fine. warranted. The truth is that when we became incorporated, we became incorporated because Ocean Clamming and Grand Bay were built. It's what sustains the police and the fire. It's the taxes that come from there. They county as very reluctant to allow us to incorporate it, and they did the famous pocket veto. They didn't allow Keeva incorporation to go to the head, to come to the to board of commissioners or even a vote or a consideration among them. Why? Because those two properties were vacant. And everybody knew that a Keeva wanted to lower these properties to one, two, three, four stories like, like Sunrise and Galen. But be as it may, how do you feel as a mayor? And I would like to ask this to, uh, to Joe as well. Is it a possibility for the circle to go higher on the priority so it gets done?
0: Well, first of all...
1: Because you do have a relationship um, with the county.
0: Right, I have a rel- the
1: state has a relationship with Curendon Boulevard. Sure. So there's monies there as well as us.
0: Right. So, so let, let me unpack the question. <laughs> so first of all is I am absolutely, totally against Amendment 4. Okay. Amendment 4 will remove the right for us to vote. On development projects and zoning changes of certain magnitude, and I'll tell you why I'm against Amendment Four, and then we'll talk about transportation. But would you talked about development? So I wanted to address that first. Okay, okay. all sixty some odd percent of the residents of Key Biscayne are Hispanic. Many of us, I was born in Cuba. My daughters were born here. My grandchildren are born here. I am, I am very much a very pro. American, I'm a U.S. citizen, I am, I, you know, I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy in every sense of the word.
1: They gave, they gave us the freedom. We they, ga- no they,
0: they gave us the freedom. Thank they, you, America. Thank you, America. Or
1: allow me to be born free.
0: Right. And they opened our door, the doors to us. So all of us who are coming from Cuba or Venezuela or Nicaragua or other countries, at some period of time, we have lost the right to vote. And democracy is on the basis of two things. One is on the basis of saying no to government, Mm -hmm. and the second is on the basis of having your voice heard through the vote that you deposit in the ballot box. Frankly, I think it's, it's, to me, it's inconceivable that we're doing a charter amendment to remove our right to vote on Key Biscayne, Florida in the United States of America. So I am completely adamantly against Amendment 4. I also think there's an unintended consequence or an intended consequence. I'll leave that to the your listeners on Amendment 4, which is opening the door to massive development on Key Biscayne. And I you know some folks will say, oh, that's fear-mongering. It is not fear-mongering. It is a fact of life, okay? And if you look at the 2040 vision plan, page 37 or page 48, because the page continually changes, but I have a copy of the pages. All the, Whenever the page changes, I make a copy of it, and I bring it here. We're looking at massive disruption in our commercial sector. Massive disruption, where you're going to have multi-story commercial buildings with residences on top and things of that nature. Which leads us, which I think-
1: you Now you know. found this as a dialogue item within the committee itself, actually discussing those items you're saying? Well, actually, or is it just in text?
0: Well, actually I found this in two or three spots. First of all, I found it in the 2040 Vision Plan that was approved by the council
1: and incorporated in their budget.
0: And the secondly, and most is when when the proponents of it say this is simply a vision. It is not simply a vision, folks. It is not simply a vision. All you need to do is go to the budget documents for 2022-2023, and it's right there. It says we are changing. Our zoning and our land use regulations to in accord with the 2040 vision plan. So please, please reconcile that to me. It is only a vision; it may happen or it may not happen.
1: So we want to exercise and accentuate through our laws the ultimate plan.
0: Right, and if it's and if it's frankly something that's simply a vision, and this is a planning document, then I have a question: Why did we spend 160 thousand dollars of our money for pretty lines? on a piece of paper, on a tablet or on a piece of paper, okay? Without knowing what it would cost, okay? What would be the timeline? What would be the specific measures? So, so- And the
1: economic impact of the the economic imp- themselves.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, so, I talked about development, which is you talked about development. Let's talk about traffic. If this vision, if this vision, which we just talked about, comes to pass, traffic will be will be even worse than it is right now. You know, we're one of the densest communities in the state of Florida.
1: Yeah, man, we're 1. Uh, 1, 1.3 1. 3 miles square. We and we, we have, have
0: 15,000 people. 15, people in 1.3 miles.
1: And living full time.
0: And living full time. So we're one of the densest communities in Miami-Dade, in the state of Florida, we're in Miami-Dade County. And so therefore, this massive development or overdevelopment, as I call it, which is a real possibility, a real possibility, will make almost our beautiful island paradise uninhabitable. Listen, if I wanted to live on Brickle Key, I'd move to Brickle Key. If I wanted to live in Midtown Miami and have a Target and a home goods store underneath my building, I'd move there. I don't. I love Key Biscayne. I love the state parks. I love the water. I love the blue sky. I love what Key Biscayne offers. That's why I moved here. I didn't have the privilege of being born in Key Biscayne or being a Key Rat, but I do have the privilege of for 21 years, you know, having enjoying life on Key Biscayne, and that and that is, a, and is, that is isn't it
1: true. That when we say the old people say that we're not just a community, we're a personality. Absolutely, and it wears on you once you start living out here, and you go away for a little bit, either on a business trip or on a tourist trip here. Like why did I leave my house? Yeah, why did I go here? I could have got this in a postcard. I,
0: I, I, you know, I, my wife and I love walking. You know, we walk around and we walk to the state park. We love that. We frankly love going to one of our local markets where I see you often, and yeah. and having a cup of coffee there and Speaking sitting. You
1: they're very nervous about.
0: Yes, they're very nervous about the Member forum. Yeah, and you know, having a, a cup of coffee and talking to our neighbors. It's a very friendly community. I want to live. In that friendly community I want to preserve that friendly community I want to preserve the village this is very important we are at a at a watershed moment in our history are we going to remain being a village or not you know I'll tell you something if I'm if, if that your listeners grace me with their vote to be your mayor I will pledge to you and promise to you we will remain a village I will be the wall against overdevelopment on Key Biscayne
1: Plain and simple.
0: Plain and simple. Okay, now, so
1: now I still got you on the hook on my idea. Transportation. The
0: circle. All right, so let, let's talk about the toit, as, as they because say. A of,
1: and the reason why I ask is not only is it because it's, I see it clear as day. You get rid of the circle, you get rid of all the traffic on Cranon, including the backup in in Key Colony. Those people, people can't get out of their apartments because of the right turn there in Cranon. But if that thing is flowing in an elliptical fashion. Constantly flowing, and a lot of Americans can say they know how to drive circles because their their main uh, major cities, Buenos Aires and Bogota, have massive circles. Mm-hmm. In so does Madrid. So does Paris. So does Paris. So we're the ones that got to learn. Me, yeah. I got to learn how to drive a circle. But if I'm not worried about it, I want to know if my two mayors, whoever gets elected, is going to push through this circle regardless of what the amendments.
0: Well, the, the amendments have nothing to do with the circle. Right. Let, let's let the amendments That's are a
1: good thing for the audience to understand. We right. can get the circle done.
0: Yeah, we can get the circle done. The amendments have nothing to do with the circle. So let's talk about the circle. Now, is it a circle or is it basically a? Um, I don't think there's enough room there to have a circle, simply because the you'd probably have to remove some, one of the at least one of the service stations and things of that nature in order to have a circle. Now you can do an elliptical circle. Okay, you can kind do it
1: like trapezoidish.
0: Like a trapezoidish, right. And uh, frankly, I think that is a solution to the entrance. You're going to have a traffic, a continual traffic flow. In addition to that, you also need to take care of the right turn onto harbor. Because when you're coming from Crandon and you're going to, you know, there's two lanes. Mm-hmm. When you're turning right on harbor, either somebody's trying to get into the Seven Eleven and somebody's pulling out and there's a traffic jam right there, which affects Crandon Boulevard, or at the same time you're going to one of the schools and it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon or 2.30 and there's a traffic. Right. So those the are emptying issues. emptying
1: out of Mass and the emptying out of right. St. Agnes. So and you, the community right. church and the elementary school.
0: Right. So we need to, so we need, if we're going to do the circle, we need to make sure we address the right turn from Crandon to Harbor, and I believe the village is looking at that currently. I also think we need to take, we need to address the turn into um uh, Key Colony, because you sometimes you block a lane because you have too many cars turning into a Key Colony in there, and so you have these blockages on Crandon. I also think we need to do cutouts on Crandon, more cutouts. How many times have we seen a truck that's delivering food stuff or things to one of our really bad as businesses? At the right, as our businesses, and then you have that truck. Remember, guys, we have two lanes basically on Cranston, two lanes one way, two lanes on the other. Once you have an, an obstruction, whether it's somebody turning into Key colony or somebody turning right into Harbor or a truck taking one lane, that creates traffic jams. So I really think that we should also look at having some cutouts on the sidewalk, okay? So that the truck could pull into those cutouts. That's
1: like loading zones. Like,
0: like loading zones, that's correct.
1: Yeah, yeah So like, like no different if, if for the audience you envision. Uh, the load, what looks like a loading zone when a county bus pulls over to pick up somebody.
0: that That's correct.
1: So in other words, just do more of that.
0: We, we need to take a look at it, but I, I would be in favor of doing more of those in order to make sure that the traffic
1: keeps flowing correctly. And also, now that you've said that, that would also apply to loading zone, at least in the, in the area of Fernwood behind the square, so they can load from behind the square instead of in front of the square. You put a truck in the middle of that semicircle at the square, good night. No one's going in and out, getting out. So they'd have to load from behind the property there because their property abuts uh, Fernwood. So um, not to belabor the point of the circle, but I've done measurements. Because, you know, I'm a handyman, so I have my (laughs) wheel and my measurement. And I went and measured.
0: And you make sure that you buy your wheel and measurement at Ace Hardware Store. I
1: actually stole it i stole it, <laughs> I stole it from the home and i returned it before it, the store was open so you did this at three in the morning so you're
0: morning. so you're selling used merchandise <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> and yeah and i, I made sure that it went, i tapped the button so it would go back to zero but anyway i measured uh miracle mile circle with a beautiful big beautiful art is i believe it's on the extension of miracle mile there um not Country Club Prado, but no, that's that's um,
0: uh, where, where you have the statue in the middle, which is a sunflower, which yeah, is big hi- sunflower. which is highly controversial.
1: Yes, Mm-kay. I don't know if people. You know the problem with art is some people like right. the art and some people don't like the art. Right. But anyway, I measured the diameters of that circle, and I reimposed it here in Harbor, and I had police officers help me so I wouldn't endanger myself. But it was three or four in the morning, and you're right that the. The circle doesn't need to you know take out a gas station, but you definitely have to encroach the sidewalk in front of Ocean Village because you couldn't do it on the gas station. So yeah, that's that could be that could be a, an issue. But man, if it eliminates the traffic, um, you know, it's gotta be considered, my god. Uh-oh. Now as far as the right turn of the harbor, I think your 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 concern is I don't know, wait and see. With or other, well, well, but, the city's analysis well there the, is another idea.
0: Yeah, the bill, the village is just currently looking at putting a um, a right turn lane through behind the gas stations to go directly to to Harbor Drive. So I, you know, those are wait, things. Wait,
1: wait, did you just say what I think you said? Uh, that, that a very cool idea. Where'd that idea come from? It's, it's from behind
0: the gas station. Yeah, so it's it's being discussed. I'll be it's being discussed.
1: Freaking zoid. Okay. So I'm not. So this. Uh, I, I'm not going to throw flowers on myself because that, that's my idea. But I just threw flowers on myself. Okay. So that's a considerable amount of money. So uh, that is a
0: considerable amount of
1: money. Yeah. And obviously, you'd have to here on the key. You'd have to pay fair market value for the properties. And because you know we don't do eminent domain here. I hope you and Joe agree on that one because that's pretty really tacky majeure is not cool I believe people should just get what they want for their property and based on how much we need it and okay so now so now we're at the situation where you bring this to a fold so we're going to now change the subject to what I believe is a big difference between both of you the NDX issue over the bridge Sure. the NDX issue for me really means obvious. You clarified it clear as day. Mr. Parapar also clarified it clear as day. I personally don't have a problem, and I believe us can should start realizing they shouldn't have a problem. They have to acknowledge that we've been screwed. We have to pay to get home. Life's a bit, you know, but hey, we live the way we do. And yeah, sometimes things are not fair, but hey, I don't think we have a problem paying the toll because we've always done so. But if we doubled the toll at 10 to 1, we're building something fabulous to solve our problems with bear cut. You've let, limited it to just the $100 million based on the $11 million that's coming out of the toll now. Am I wrong on those numbers or the numbers no, are back-
0: you're, you're more or less right. So, so let me, let's talk about MDX. Obviously, we have an issue with the Rickenbacker Causeway and we have an issue with the bear cut bridge. So I've simply suggested an option for us to consider, and if I'm elected for council to consider, which is, I believe, it's a very well-thought-out and educated option for us, which is the Rickenbacker Causeway is owned and operated by Miami-Dade County. Miami-Dade County does not want to continue owning and operating the Rickenbacker Causeway, simply because the total revenues generate $11 million a year. And replacing the Bearcut Bridge, according to Miami-Dade County, Estimate is ninety million dollars, and fixing the Powell Bridge because it has significant scouring, the columns are scoured, is in the neighborhood of two hundred million dollars. So Miami-Dade County would like to take that obligation away from it. For its,
1: the audience, by the way, question, I'm sure they are too. Scouring means there are cracks in it. Or no, scouring
0: means the sand, the the the, the sand blasting through. Sand blasting through, and they're scouring, and and you need to fix it. Doesn't mean there's a danger of it collapsing right now. But the DOT is looking at it and says there's significant scouring on the columns that need to be addressed.
1: This is below sea level, I suppose? Uh, Yes.
0: All right, so you're talking roughly $300 million to repair, replace a bridge, and repair another one. Now, that comes out from Miami-Dade County. Miami-Dade County would like to to remove that obligation from its books.
1: So So you're saying that that likely is... Reason for them to hand it off to
0: him. right. So let us take a little bit of a history. When Mayor Carlos Albers was mayor of Miami Dade County, he attempted to give away, give away the the Rickenbacker Causeway. Okay, that he was unsuccessful in doing that. When Mayor Jimenez was mayor, he wanted to privatize the Rickenbacker Causeway, and he had two firms lined up for the privatization. And the toll at that time for everyone, there was not going to be a C pass, a causeway pass for the residents and the workers, Keebus Kane, was $5 in and $5 out.
1: I couldn't, I I would lose all my employees.
0: Right. So, um, my
1: God, 20% of the yearly salary Mm -hmm. would be just to drive in. (laughs) Right.
0: And so um, ultimately, those two firms were involved in the tragedy of the FIU bridge that collapsed Mm -hmm. over South LaSalle Street. These two firms, who were cooperating and trying to privatize the Reckenbecker Causeway, started suing each other, et cetera, et cetera. That that issue went away. Then came Mayor Danielle Vincaba, and she accepted the unsolicited proposal from Bernard Ceskovich called the infamous or famous Z-Plant.
1: Okay. And then came Blink Radio and Fausto to the rescue. <laughs>
0: well, not me. Come on, I,
1: I, you know, I'm,
0: not me. On, man, I, think, I think, I think the this,
1: Genesis was very cool. We started here on the radio community got, a, got wind of it. I know because of the difference between the first meeting with Raquel, mm-hmm. and I think it, you were very effective just as a citizen, calling attention to her, getting her, her fanning over here and explain this to us. And I remember the 15, 15 or maybe 20 people the first time, mm-hmm. but then the 75 people the second time. It right. was a result of getting the word out. And
0: well, I it, it,
1: think that the radio played a role in it.
0: It wasn't only me. It was you and many citizens of Key Biscayne who we alerted. To, yes, that
1: our ministers who, are very large staff.
0: Right, and who, frankly, were concerned with the privatization of the Rickenbacker Causeway. So, my suggestion is simply this. The Rick, MDX, Miami-Dade Express for Authority, is an agency of Miami-Dade County, similar to Jackson Memorial Hospital. Jackson Memorial Hospital is owned
1: by Miami-Dade,
0: as well. by Miami-Dade County. It has its own board, has its own budget, and has its own bonding capacity. MDX. Is owned by Miami Dade County. It has its own board, has its own budget, has its own bonding capacity. Now, a uh, little fact that not a lot of people recognize is what MDX was created in 1994. There was discussion at that time, and it was created by three individuals. It was created by Art, Art Thiel, mm-hmm. former chairman of the Board of County Mr. Commissioners, Peaceful. Maurice Ferre, and Miguel Diaz Labortilla, were the three county commissioners that created MDX. Two of them, unfortunately, have passed away. Miguel Miguel is still alive. So there was discussion in 1994 to make, to put the Rickenbacker Causeway under the Miami-Dade Expressway Authority and to put the Benetian Causeway under the Miami-Dade Expressway Authority. So uh, the
1: a big mistake having not done that.
0: That's correct. So the vision was that MDX would handle all the quote-unquote toll roads within Miami-Dade County. That That didn't happen. So now we're in a situation where we have challenges with the Reckenbacher Causeway. We certainly have challenges with the Bearcut Bridge. Uh, the Miami-Dade County has come up with five million dollars to study the Bearcut Bridge.
1: Oh, please! Uh,
0: that's, well, that's that's what they come, come up on with.
1: You so, spend money for the sake of knowing what you already know. Oh my God! Just get engineers or involved. Just spend five million dollars on designing a new bridge. <laughs> right.
0: So. Or, oh. Oh,
1: now here's a question for you: If you were to replace the bear cut, it would really just be attaching the, the destroyed portion to the new portion, right?
0: Well, it'd be replacing. I'm not an engineer, you know. But any
1: million dollars is, is supposed is, is supposedly
0: what the county says it, it would cost so to replace the bare to cut. That's
1: the old one to the new one. The new one is new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so really, it, it's really a lane and a bike. Yeah. But that's, that's a good bridge. That's a single-car bridge,
0: easy yeah. by itself. So, so let me finish, the, the which I think is very important for your listeners to understand. So my proposal is very simple. My proposal is let's transfer from Miami-Dade County the Rickenbacker to the Miami-Dade Expressway Authority. That would require action by the Miami-Dade County Commission.
1: Is it a straight vote?
0: And we would go to Miami-Dade County, the mayor and council, and everybody else, asking them to transfer this to, M- to MDX.
1: Doesn't require referendum or anything like that, just them voting.
0: Just them voting, transfer that asset to the miami which they continue to own. They're very important. They can, remember, MDX is owned as part of Miami-Dade County. So all they're doing is they're lifting these obligations from the Miami-Dade County budget and putting these obligations into the budget of the Miami-Dade Expressway Authority. Now, if you do that, then you're looking at toll revenues. So MDX, you know, has a very significant budget because they they control the toll revenues from the five major expressways that they manage. Now, that means they can bond, they put all that money in a bucket, and they bond it, and then they address issues throughout the community. Now, we would not only be basically the beneficiary of the $11 million that the toll generates and the Rickenbacker Causeway, but we will be the beneficiary of all the toll revenues throughout Miami-Dade County. So I've suggested that as an option for the Rickenbacker Causeway. Unfortunately, I've been criticized, and that option has been criticized, by individuals who have provided no options. All they do is they criticize.
1: Yeah, and it's- reasonable. It's doable.
0: It is very doable. And then the final thing is that is, you know, I'm going to quote my opponent's campaign literature. So, you know, very few people do that. So my opponent's campaign literature says, specifically, he would advance Key Biscayne's interest in the redesign and rebuilding of the Bear Cut Bridge. Now, I don't know what Key Biscayne interest in redesign and rebuilding of the Bearcut Bridge really means. Those are fluff words. It's frankly a word salad. So, I would also propose that the County Commission amend the Board of Directors of the Miami-Dade Expressway Authority to have a permanent seat for the Mayor of Key Biscayne or his or her designee and the Mayor of the City of Miami or his or her designee. And sometime in the future if the a uh, Venetian causeway also goes under MDX you the city, then you include the city of Miami Beach okay? and there where it's not a question of advancing key Biscayne interest in the redesign is that key Biscayne will be the focus of the redesign so that's been my suggestion it's been criticized well, it makes by the
1: uh, sense that if things don't go as planned your representative alerts your city that hey uh, uh, I having difficulty on MDX to get these things going, therefore the people have to stand up. But if we're not on that board, we wouldn't even know they were doing something like a privatization behind our back.
0: Right, so you've, you've seen Servando Parapar, who's the founding executive director, right in the islander saying, this is a very viable solution. And what's interesting is after I raised this, I think in the first presentation that we had jointly between um, my, my two opponents at that time and myself, the village manager reached out to the executive director of MDX to find out if this was a viable solution. Immediately, the executive director called me after the meeting and told told our village manager, this is a very viable solution. It is something you can, can get done.
1: Yeah, I believe the fiduciary would compel them to want to take over. Right. I mean, that's what they're there for. Take the, over um, these massive tolls. Right. Toll well, uh, um, there goes... Joe, please come over here and answer to this. Come over here and debate this. Come over here to agree with it finally. to I mean, Please come. You're invited to come here to answer to that. I prefer to have you here as opposed to hearing it. I've heard it um, on more than one occasion, but the audience would like to hear what you have to say. It's very important that you come at this moment in time, before the election is up on the 8th, and sit here with us and discuss this, like i is now.
0: Hey, M- Manny, let me just add something. You know, unfortunately, Joe is not here. And so, therefore, I am not, you know, going to engage in debate or things of that nature. I'm speaking facts, not attacks. And the comment that I made about my opponent's position on the Rickenbacker Causeway is a direct quote from his campaign literature.
1: Yes. Well, plain, plain and simple. Now, uh, going to this, uh, going back to development. I guess I'm surprised. That this, uh, I'm sorry if this is a surprise question, but something that i I want the audience to hear because a lot of people haven't even considered it. Uh, people know of the Silver Sands being available for development, and that's probably the last uh, seven. I believe it's uh, zone for seventy units there, but there's also a, a little hidden gem, and it's quite big. And I think that I should say this over the air at this time because I, I need people to look to it. There could be a replatting of the island house's parking lot to build another building there. They own that property for quite some time. It's something that council should answer, candidates should answer, because right now they are using it as a parking lot, covered parking. The island house has been there for years. There that could be replatted what ramifications uh in the new zoning and all the land uses my god that would be that would be five votes super majority of the replats that land and boom all of a sudden there's a building there so your point is well taken that if we haven't thought about that one i'm thinking about it right now there's a big chunk of real estate in the parking lot of the island house Anybody who drives by there can see that that property is large enough to be replatted and a high-rise building.
0: So my default position is democracy. Yes. Okay. That that has always been my default position. I love the fact that citizens have a right to vote to define their communities. Now, believe me, there's arguments either way. Some, we've gotten into the, our beautiful esoteric arguments about representative democracy and... Uh, and direct democracy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Listen, that, those are fine. You can put those esoteric arguments aside. Those are philosophical arguments, and I love to enter those arguments. But the fact of life is, you know, Amendment 4 will open the door to massive development and will shut the door on the citizens of Key Biscayne having their voice effectively heard and saying yay or nay. Former Councilman Kelly, who led the fight... For putting the current language in the charter, calls it the wolf is at the door. Don't let him in. Don't let him in.
1: Okay. Yeah, that was, uh, that was uh, quite a. It was probably the last since i am an author of several petitions. I, re- I recall that petition to reduce the size of the original plaque. That was approved by council.
0: It's approved by council. So there were. F- so it's,
1: you know, council will make those decisions, and therefore you're saying.
0: So way. yeah so the, here here's very interesting those those four massive towers if i recall correctly was a particular developer mm-hmm. and if you look at my opponent's campaign contribution list that particular developer has contributed a significant sum to my opponent my opponent again facts not attacks was on the charter revision committee the charter revision committee unanimously put crafted Amendment 4 and put it on the ballot so with all due respect to Joe and I'm sorry he's not here again these are facts not attacks you know and I just want to talk I just want to be on the factual it was him and the Charter Revision Committee who crafted it put it on the ballot and the intent is to silence us in Key Biscayne from having our voices heard on rather significant issues which is land use and zoning plain English plain English
1: now there's been a lot talked about uh, infrastructure re- relating to flooding Sure. and to some degree sanitation I remember when mr. Schoenberg in order to build key colony had to fund the sewer line under the bay. and people who lived in West came before key colony I want them to resonate or understand what our island, how much it changed once Key Colony was built. Big difference between the keys came before and after Key Colony. Kind of like the watershed moment you alluded to earlier. There was something that was said by uh, uh, Fernando, who's a flood engineer, who had an issue that I think the mayor should address as well, both of you. The the big the big if the, the plan is to go forward to move more water off the island to dry us out. I don't know if that's try us out in half a day to dry us out by early tomorrow morning. I don't know what the number would be. I really don't. But there is an issue about tremendously I think it was uh, Mr. London said fifty four inch diameter pipes to go in between properties that are obviously on the bay, because the water has to go out to the bay. What can we Assure our residents that your position would be uh, how to mitigate when someone's uh, property was decided upon through engineering studies.
0: Now, let me answer it this way I am fully and absolutely committed, and I have said it in every forum and in every place to address our flooding issues, to address our undergrounding issues, Mm -hmm. and to address beach renourishment. Fully, completely committed to doing that. The only issue that I sort of differ, is I'm sort of very fiscally conservative, and I like to know what I am buying. So, right now, we have no projects. Let me repeat that. We have no projects. The only project that we have today is the K-8 flooding project that's been around for at least eight years.
1: Tell me about it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that I, that when I was representing and I had the honor to represent Key Biscayne in Tallahassee, we brought close to a million dollars, and I think that money's in the bank somewhere whatever, which is, you know, a pittance as compared to the cost. The estimate, the estimate, a very rough estimate, is that it's going to cost $30 million to take care of the flooding and undergrounding around the K-8. Now, the village has gone out and hired... A cost estimator for three hundred and sixty thousand dollars to let us know what really is going to be the cost for the K eight project, and I call it the K eight project just as a thumbnail.
1: Okay? I call it the toilet bowl project.
0: Okay, so right. So and they and the village told this firm you have fourteen months to come back with the with the cost estimate. So once that firm comes back, then we'll have a realistic number as to what this zone is going to cost now the 250 million dollars since you you mentioned um, you mentioned um, one of the gentlemen running for council forgot his name right now it was come Fernando is when he was a consultant for ACOM and I recall that they made a presentation to council and they estimated they estimated that it was going to be 250 million dollars to address the flooding problems on Key Biscayne with certain certain parameters. You know, the water would flow out in 12 hours or 14 hours or 24 hours. And also depending um, on the flood
1: event. Depending on the flood event. You
0: got it. So I believe the council settled, I think it was a $215 million option. But again, that's a 50,000 foot view. So my position is this, very simply this, we need to take care of our flooding problems. We need to take care of our undergrounding issues, and just the Islander today came out with a, uh, or this week came out with a. Do you remember that in 2006, Kane was discussing undergrounding of utilities? Okay, which there's
1: I a, there's a long time. yeah,
0: which I found. I found and we need to take it's care of and I, we need to take care of our beach renourishment. Okay? Now, th- where I differ is again. Let me quote quote from my opponent's campaign literature basically well let me let me talk about me first I believe that we need staggered targeted investments knowing precisely what the projects are what the cost is going to be okay? what are the measures that we're going to implement what is the timeline for doing these projects okay and then we basically after we know that which I think is simply professionalism and seriousness and addressing public dollars, okay, we go to the voters of Keep a Skin and say, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we need to take care of these issues, and this is our best professional recommendation. So when you
1: go to the building, are you saying in a referendum format?
0: Well, yeah, because if we need to increase the debt cap at that moment, that's the time to do it. Okay. Certainly not do that's it too. That's very clear. That's, it's very
1: important that people that, understand there is, you can do referendums project-specific.
0: Right, so it's not today. Now. If that's the case, you know, that is how I like to address issues. I don't like to put $180 million on the table, so five politicians or seven politicians we'll find a way to spend it. Find a way to spend it. You and so, they'll
1: go right up to $150 million.
0: You got it. So as a matter of fact, you also heard the other day that, oh, we need to increase the debt cap because there may be something that comes up. We might want to buy a piece of property. So already, without the debt cap being approved, they were all looking for ways to spend it. So listen. they should have bought
1: that when they when they considered pocket. Parks. Yeah. So they so, have so, bought targeted pocket parks for this moment. Right.
0: And so and so let's let's look at some other things. Manny is there's something in Tallahassee called you
1: got a 15 minute closing. Okay.
0: <laughs> there's something in Tallahassee called the burt Harris Act. Yes. Bert Harris Act is that if your property values decreases because of governmental action, then you have a cause of action against the government. Now, I'm not an attorney, and I'm certainly not an engineer, but I think I know a little bit of what I'm talking about. So I can certainly see one of these massive pumps that are going to come into Key Biscayne to move the water, and being placed right in front, behind, or to the side of a house, and the owner of that house is going to say, wait a minute, my property value has decreased because of this pump station next to me or in front of me. And I can see them basically having a cause of action against the village of we need So we need to ventilate all that. You know, we can't hide things like that. Those are issues that we all should think about prior to saying we're going to increase our debt cap, we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. So that's my position. My opponent's position is implement environmental infrastructure projects, but he does not mention cost. He does not mention funding. Now
1: and, this, and the scenario. Just
0: and the scenario. So let, let's let's you know we're part of a larger ecosystem. Okay, we we need to find out how much debt can we as Key Biscayne afford, which is very important. We're fifteen thousand people. How much debt can we afford? Now, where's the federal? And less
1: residents, right?
0: Where's the federal because money?
1: Because people is one thing, but residents, which is paying the tax... <sighs> That number has to be divided by tax bills, right. not individuals. So well, it could, the number could get high per yeah, so, person, uh, per house, yeah. or per property. I never,
0: I've not heard anybody saying, what is the debt level that we as Key Biscayne can afford?
1: Yes.
0: Okay. I think that's very important to know. And again, I'm very supportive of moving forward with these projects. But I'm very supportive of moving forward with these projects, not sort of saying, let's increase the debt cap, let's do $100 million here, $180 million. No, 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 no. This is taxpayers' money. This is our money, and we need to be serious. You know, one of our founding fathers had a great quote, which I which I love, which is, there's nothing more delicious than spending other people's money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> until we run out, as right. Margaret Thatcher would say. Right. Yeah, it's great. Spend other people's money until there's
0: no more money. Right. So let's—I'm let's, very serious. And you know something, Manny? I, I was invited to serve on the board of something called Florida Tax Watch. Which which is very important. Florida Tax Watch is a statewide organization that examines the state budget and the studies and reports. And you serve on the board by invitation. And I, I was invited by the governor or by, a, by 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 the board. Oh
1: the board by uh, yeah. even uh, more person. Right.
0: And so you have form former Florida governor serves on the board, a former Florida US senator serves on the board. You have the CEOs of some of the major corporations in the state. And I was honored to be invited to serve on the board.
1: Okay? It says yeah. a lot about your, your, your prowess and, and knowledge of how things can be budgeted and how things can get out of hand. Right.
0: And, you know, and that was not only... I thought I came with a level of sophistication when it came to financial matters, but that deepened the knowledge and the sophistication. And that is very important that we have that I on our key Biscayne budget simple as that remember my pledge to the lady that I told you who wants to live in key Biscayne for the rest of her life I'm going to keep that pledge I want to keep that pledge and we will keep that pledge so but we need to be serious in addressing the challenges and I'm all about addressing our challenges that we have but let's do it in a serious fashion
1: okay so now Ah. Uh... Your closing statement would—you've uh, covered uh, a lot of bases here. There's, there's the, the, the few that I was interested in that I hadn't heard in the debates. I voiced to you here, and uh, I'm—I'm—I can honestly say that uh, I'm pretty much done. If there's anything else you wanted to say that uh, that you want to say now but um, I will just close with the invitation to Joe Roscoe to attend the next yeah. time we meet. Hopefully the next time I see you and him, I see you together. And uh, go ahead. Yeah. Nine so, minutes. <laughs>
0: well, I'm, I'm not going to take nine minutes, man. So I'm, we're going to leave some dead air. And, okay. So we can have some of the wonderful— some good
1: old some rock and roll.
0: R- one of the wonderful rock music that I listen to on the station. Okay. Because I'm an old man, so I like that rock.
1: Yes, I am trying to get the young youngsters to listen to our music again. That's why I do it. Right.
0: So I'm, I'm just say this. First of all, thank you for the opportunity to present my views to the residents of Key Biscayne. I will. I'm going to say that I have been the most transparent person in this election. I have presented serious proposals, concrete, serious proposals for us to consider. I was honored today, as a matter of fact, by a couple of endorsements, which, and I have not solicited endorsements, as you well know. I think the only endorsement that matters is the people of Key Biscayne. But I was endorsed by Armando Chapelli, who is the president of the Key Biscayne Republican Club, in his personal capacity. And I was endorsed by the former mayor of the city of Miami, Manny Diaz, who is the chairman of the Democratic Party of the state of Florida. Now, if if that does not speak to our...
1: And, by the way wonderful wonderful master plan of virginia King that was shut down my god it was full of playing fields and glorious athletic uh, stuff and, and, and i'll never forget him for that because he did he, he i know that he marshaled it through. of course you know it wasn't like he was the master planner but he hired the guns they came out with the master plan it was absolutely fantastic baseball diamonds track and field everything all over virginia King. i'll never forget and i can't thank manny diaz enough for doing that as mayor
0: so, frankly, if that is not a signal of who I am, that leaders in both parties endorse my capabilities to be mayor of Key Biscayne, and my ability to work with both sides of the aisle and reach consensus and, and be able to create effective policy, then, frankly, I don't know what is you know what else I can say. Let me just also say that I'm thrilled that our former mayor, Mayor Myra Peña-Lindsay has honored me with their support, and Betty Sims-Conroy, one of our founding members of the village of Key Biscayne, as well as Ignacio Segurora. And this is not basically just to say these people have endorsed me. It really is testament that people I have worked with who know me best believe in our ability and in my ability to reach consensus on council and to move the community forward in a serious way. I'll tell you this. We can't look back, we have to look forward. The skills of 20 years ago do not translate to the skills of today. The challenges of two decades ago are not the challenges that we're facing today. We're facing external threats from the city of Miami, external threats from the state of Florida, external threats from Miami-Dade County. And what you need is somebody who is up to date, who has the strength, which I believe I do, who has the knowledge, the capability and the diplomacy to be able to handle those threats with counsel, with counsel, which is very important, with counsel moving forward so we can address them. The final thing I'm gonna say, Manny, and I really appreciate the time that you've afforded me, is when I was president of the Ocean Club Community Association, we did a $12 million project, a refurbishing of the Ocean Club that was done under my leadership and under a board a seven-member board and we were able to work very closely together it was highly controversial but at the end the project was done on time and under budget on time and under budget that was done in Key Biscayne. and I am I am pr-
1: fact, I'm pretty much of an example of what can be done again
0: absolutely so I want to thank you Manny for the invitation I want to thank your listeners And Joe, please join me. Let's have a conversation on Blink Radio. Thank you.
1: There you have it. This is WSQF Blink Radio. It'll be on my website, WSQFRadio.com. I should have said earlier that you could have listened to this on live stream, WSQFRadio.com. So I would like to uh, invite Joe. Come on, Joe. Come here and speak to us. Actually speak. You know, speak to the people of us game And I think the, the only fitting thing I can say now for Blink Radio is that we're going to listen to the police and de do 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 da 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 da. Take care, my friends. And remember always, always, always stay free. If you like our programming on WSQF 945 in Key Biscayne, you can also hear us very far away nationwide. WSQF Radio.com. And if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube, Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free.